Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast, the midweek A3 Footy Podcast with footy on tonight. For a change, my name is Alex Catalano and Alex Doherty, we are reveling in these midweek fixtures. We've already had one on Tuesday, we've got one tonight on Thursday with the Pies and the Dockers, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And we're going to have a couple more Tuesday and Monday games coming up in the future. Yes, well, uh, a famous man once said uh, almost a couple of years ago now, it's the, uh, the famous rotisserie chicken in the AFLW, and um, and it's, it's, football doesn't stop now. Uh, we certainly don't get a, a week to gather ourselves because um, we've, got, we've got footy coming up every which way, but uh, Wednesday at the moment, Alex Miller. Yeah, I was going to say, it's getting crispy on both sides for you, Alex Miller. I'll tell you what, boys, I'm very look, enjoying this footy at the moment. I'll tell you what, sports in general is great, but there's nothing better than how travel, well-travelling this AFLW season is. Excitement and you know surprises all over the, the fields and the ladder positions. It's just been a crazy season so far to start, Kat, and it, it's very exciting. Yeah, well, we did finally get to see one of the sides that's missed out on games come back in this week in the Lions. We've got Alex Doherty's doggies coming back up uh, tomorrow night and on you'd, Tuesday. You'd bloody well. hope so. Oh, God. It's about time, Doc. Honestly, we get to see them play tomorrow. It might be an interesting match, but we'll start with the Lions uh, because there was a bit of a big question mark around them coming into this week uh, about their back line. Obviously, Kate Luckens being that. Mm missing void in there that they were going to have to replace. And it looked like they did it quite expertly. Doc, I thought coming out of that game that basically everyone down back stood up in our absence. They didn't seem to be lacking that big aerial marking presence, which I thought they might. Um, it was really, really a whole uh, defensive group effort. Yeah, well, that, that, that's exactly it, Kat. I think I sort of specified that when I did the column on the mongrel pun a couple of weeks ago talking about what the Lutkin's injury meant. Brisbane and it looks like everybody everybody in that defensive unit has just really picked up from mm. where, where they left off I thought Shannon Campbell was brilliant uh, I, I, I thought saw her play on Stevens a lot you know one-on-one but the fact that she could peel off peel her off, peel off her and intercept mark t- take a couple of good intercept grabs as well I think that sort of exemplifies exactly what this Brisbane defensive unit is all about it's they're a, a, self, a selfless unit they and and I look at I look at other players as well. Uh, we touched on Monaghan before uh, mm. Miller, um, just before we went on the air. And the fact that she's that she's not only just picked up where she left off from her Richmond days, but she's excelling in this unit, in this zone Brisbane defence has been extraordinary. Yeah, well, as Kat said before, into air, I just don't know how she managed to walk away for free. And she was a great player last year for Richmond. Obviously, I'd say probably our best defender at some stages, boys. So. If not all year, I, I thought Fiji had a fantastic year. But I think that's the thing. Yeah, she's adapted well, Doc, to the new style. She is a versatile player. She is willing to, I think, change and adapt her game to best suit fit the team. And she's doing just that, Cat, when working yeah. with the zone defence. Which, as you said, with that, Luckins is always going to be an uphill battle. And yes, it's only one week. And yes, it's against the uh, Carlton forward line. But I mean, I still agree with you. I think that what they've achieved so far is very good. I think. What it will be interesting is against those teams like I like to see how they match up with a team like North Melbourne because we'll get to North later on in with their forward line. But I think that Brisbane's back line is definitely got to be up there in the comp cap. Mm, agree. Well, yeah, this week they've got the the Cats, so I think they should mm. um, fairly well handle them as well. But yeah, Monaghan, I thought as well, her work up the ground when she was getting a bit further up, using a bit of her pace and her dash was really really excellent. 
Um, and one young lady as well, who's probably been flying under the radar. She has a, a little impact every week, but she does it really well in Indie Tahu, Doc. Mm. I think we've spoken a little bit about her before, but um, she was uh, quietly stepped up in that game against the Crows. She had six tackles down back, which was excellent. Three marks and eight touches for her this week against the Blues. She might be one of those ones that does just sort of come into her own with this extra opportunity. Well, it's interesting, well, it's interesting Kat, because Tahu's come into this team basically from the start of last season and mm. in, and has just firmly cemented herself into this Brisbane Premiership back line. And I love what she does. She, she's a, a player that I feel like she can do a little bit of everything. She's a great aerial contest player and a, and a, and a very good person to have you know at ground level as well when the ball hits the deck. Yeah. So, uh, look, I think she's... She's coming along very, very nicely, and again, I thought her game on on Tuesday night was spectacular. Took a lot of good, took a couple of good um, intercept grabs, won a, won a few important one on ones as well. Um, and whilst we're talking about players that are sort of flying under the radar, I thought the rebound of, of halfback from Nat Ryder was special. Oh, what a game from her, Doc. Like, I reckon the amount of times I saw her going on a run, I think the the, the, the dynamicism, dynamicism that they have between mm. the arcs. With uh, Grider off half back, um, Greta Bodie off half forward, and Jade Allinger as well, Miller. I think she's another one that's flown under the radar to start this year, but she's she's averaging career best numbers here. 15 mm. and a half disposal. She only averaged 8.1 last year in her 11 games. Uh, she spent a fair bit more time um, starting games off the bench, but this year she's sort of cementing herself as a starting player. Um, between the arcs, up on half forward, averaging four and a half inside fifties, two rebound fifties, mm. five marks. Um, she's going to be one of those big improvers this year. Yeah, well, I heard the coaching staff talk about her preseason, and there's big raps because I think that she did a lot of work on getting to contest to contest, which is something that <clears throat> she's definitely got the skills. I think that we saw last year, Doc. But some of the sometimes she just couldn't get there, maybe endurance wise, to the some every time to the ball. But I thought. You know, as Kat said, the start season, she's been outstanding. And that's the thing with Brisbane. Every time, boys, that someone goes down, someone else will step up. And this is why in our preseason predictions, we all had them up and about. And uh, that's why I had them, you know, first and going on to play in the grand final because they're just a complete team. They mm-hmm. just work as a unit and it comes from, works back from the zone defence stock to the, you know, two-way wingers to the strong in and under midfielders to the ball users forward of the ball and then the finishing up forward. They're just a really good team. I, I love that you mentioned the depth of this Brisbane team because we got to mm. see, because with, with all those injuries as well, we got to see these new players come in and, and not, not just, you know, fit in right away, but they've just absolutely blossomed already. And, you know, we talked about Ruby Spark winning some really important one-on-one contests on the wing yep. on Tuesday night. Shani Webb came back from from uh, having a child. and she's... Sp- Spider-Woman, isn't it? The yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's uh, t- taking names and kicking ass is, is Shani Webb. Oh, she's but, fantastic, isn't she? But, oh, she's fa- she, she's magnificent. Just, just look, she's been in the system already since from from day one she she knows how star switch operates yeah and in 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 a in a system lineup like brisbane she's perfect for them and and as well i think we we can't go without talking about simmy boys oh. <laughs> i was gonna say doc i know we were talking about the back line but you can't ignore this debut from simmy surely, surely she's got a little bow wrapped up on that rising star nomination already sure you can't tell me she doesn't Look! Look! I had a look this morning, and they still haven't had still no word on the um 
the uh, the Rising Star nominations this week for round three. But if she, but if she's not on there, I'll spew up because <laughs> on, on everything everything she did on on Tuesday night was just magical. I mean, she just set, set up teammates well. She she looked a threat up forward. Took some really good marks as well. Just her positioning, her spacing, her skills. She is what the next generation of AFLW is, is going to be about in the next 10, 10 or so years. And her footy IQ, Doc, you talked about that. It's just right place, right time. She looks like she's just like the solar panel lights are always switched on. <laughs> how, good, how good is that early, Miller? She's finding herself in that yeah. space in forward yeah. 50. Like she's picking off those, those empty patches of land. Like, like a player has been playing for 50 games longer than she has. It's incredible. Exactly what I'm alluding to there, Kat. I thought she was just... Her positioning is just something that I haven't seen in any of the rookies so far this year, but I'm sure i tell you what, when the more of them play the Zimmy. I mean, gosh, she's just going to be a bloody great player for the future, as you said, Doc. The next 10 years, she will be a staple of the comp. But we did want to touch on the Blues a little bit as well. Um, and oh. Obviously, it was a disappointing uh, effort for them. Probably only three or four players out of this game that can hold their head up high. But the conversation we were having before we went on air, Doc, was when does selection pressure start to come on some of the veterans of this side that just aren't performing? Uh, Jess Del Poss has had a very, very rough start to life at the Blues. She's had very minimal impact in her first three games. Similarly for Elise Day, who was had a, a fairly consistent year, I thought, last year. She wasn't probably at the top of her game, but she does well as a, as a stopper and uh, doesn't mind a tag, but... This year, she's been down on basically every one of her um, statistical mm. averages, which is not ideal. The only thing she's she's up on is inside 50s from last year. Disposals, tackles, marks, everything else uh, is right down, which is probably uh, symptomatic of this Carlton side and the fact that they are struggling really to find the ball in their hands out of the middle. The injuries don't help, but it's... The selection on the veterans is really the point I want to make here, Doc, in that you've got to start thinking about, and half has to start thinking about the fact that they do have the young depth in the wings that wants a chance, and if these older players aren't performing, they've got to start making way. So you you, you mentioned the young depth, Cat, and, and let me put this in, in a bit of perspective, all right? So we, talk, we talked on O'Day, we talked on Dalpos, who have who've had really poor starts of the year. You've got Brooke Vickers, who came in on Tuesday night for her first game. Played played really really well. Had ten disposals. Got got into a lot of the action more more so than than her two other teammates. You've got a, a player in Paige Trudgeon made her debut round one, albeit different position, playing as a key defender. Mm. But she's come into this she's come to this Carlton team and has just looked like a, a veteran of 20, 30 games. Yep. You've got and you've got other players in there, first second year players. Courtney Jones another one. Uh, Courtney Jones another one. Kicked three goals on the weekend. Make, making Darcy Vessio and Nicholas Stevens look like amateur hour. Yep. So I, I, I want to know what the hell is going on at Carlton. I, I just the veterans aren't standing up. Darcy Vessio, look, I, I'll give Vessio the benefit of the doubt. I thought they tried really, really hard to push up the ground, become an option, get involved in the play. Stevens, we touched on her before with um with uh oh, forgotten the name now, but but. Stevens was playing on, um, oh, sorry, Shannon Campbell, mm-hmm. but but Cam- Campbell was able to play off her and 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 play her own game. Stevens was just looking like a, a bit of a statue for most most of the game. Mm. I, I mean, I think it's a great question though, boys, about the veterans because at what point can, do we hold accountability to these leaders of the club on and off the field? Because mm. you know, 
that, that as Doc summed up there, the, the kids have been phenomenal. Yeah. You know, some in their first game, some in their first and second year. But what do, what do they need from the veterans? They need to step up now, I think. Yeah, and I think it's a case of, you know, everybody's got to be on the chopping block. And if you're not yep. performing, you're, you're out of the side. Yep. Like, I'd say the only one of the, the true veteran players of the side that stood up on the weekend was Karen Harrington and Brianne Moody as well, who's still only 24. She's certainly not a, a veteran like some of these other players we're talking about. You know, when you've got the likes of Courtney Jones who's coming in and playing a third game and she's kicking three goals and you've got some of your, your old heads that are barely even getting ten touches, hmm. um, it, it's starting to look a little bit concerning, I think, for the Blues. But looking through this list, it is a very, very young side at the moment and I think we weren't expecting huge things out of them this year, but you need those older players to be showing them the way if you want to pick up some wins here and there because it's only going to get harder for them from here, Doc, we, we looked ahead at their fixture at the start of the year and we said of their first six rounds, there's only a couple of it could really see them mm. winning. They've got North Melbourne up next week, which is only going to be more difficult for Crows following that. Fremantle at Freo Oval. Um, they're probably lucky that they do have North and the Crows at home, but those are three fixtures that could very well just be loss after loss after loss. Yeah, well, that, that's it, Kat. I, th- I think, look, they're pro- probably... Probably a bit stiff to um to not get the dogs this week. Um, pro- probably another another disaster averted from from us at Witten Oval. Um, but look look it it is looking like it's already going to spiral out of control at Carlton. I, I think look, I think there's certain certain players that can really that that can hold the head. Like what what's Prasparka's got to do to get some midfield assistance here? I think look I think Mackay's been serviceable, but she, but Tuesday night wasn't her best night and. Not sure. Not sure how. I'm not sure what Lucy McAvoy's role is within the team. We know she's a good player. We know she's very versatile, but to have ten disposals, three tackles, not much impact around around the stoppages. Yeah. Mm. Well, I thought, yeah, she's been named at times off half back, Doc. Um, you know, she's worked her way around the ground. But when you are lacking one of your best defensive midfielders in Grace Egan, why aren't you putting Lucy McAvoy into the the centre bounce? You know, every time. Yeah, well, well, that's it. I think Prisparkus in the last last two weeks in particular, because I, I did the um, Geelong Cup game uh, hmm. last week for the Mongrel as well. But Prisparkus looks like the only one out of the, out of the midfield that's looking like a genuine match winner. Yep. Like her, her clearance work, her clearance work's always been up there. But for me, she's actually found another another level to her game where she's able to push herself from contest to contest, push back, and and I saw this a lot on Tuesday night as well. She was pushing back. She was pushing back as Brisbane created that press forward in the forward, in their forward half. Yeah. She, she was one. She, her and Harrington basically were trying to um, pump the ball out. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's, I agree. There's a lot. We're gonna, I think we're going to see what they're made of this week against North Melbourne, especially being at home. It's going to be a very very telling match considering the form that the Kangas have been in. But sorry, Kat, just one more player. Just one more player, just briefly. Uh, Brooke Walker had the five touches. She's been in this team for a few years now. I need to see more from her as well. I think she was uh, very non-existent on Tuesday night, and again, she's she's another one of these veteran heads that need that needs to lift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's touch on the ruse though. Their opponents. Um, you wanted to talk about their, their forward line, Miller, because we, we touched on it a little bit last week and they didn't have those huge marking targets and that was why Talia Randall's gone up there. But this week it was really looking a lot more cohesive ahead of the ball. They were winning all those clearances. They were getting it to their advantage. And 
a few players stood up uh, in particular this week in the likes of Sofia Batangelo at ground level. Her tackling was excellent. Um, and, of course, Daria Bannister with those two first-half goals as well. Yeah, I think that that's the thing. They really lifted in some respect, but I, I don't know what, what this team looks like Come and the record cat in the back end of the year. Where do you see them? Yeah, it is a hard one. I think for North Melbourne, the next couple of weeks, they do have a few more winnable ones. As we mm. said, the game against Carlton, they should be uh, getting done. But then they follow that up with a game against North, uh, a game against Freo, a game against Richmond, yeah. a game against Collingwood. Um, Melbourne following that, it doesn't get easier from there. So they sort of had their easy run to start the year. The Eagles in round 10, uh, the last one that you probably pencil in as a definite win. Uh, so it's going to be tough. They had drawn one of the harder fixtures in the league, North Melbourne. I think they might play every finalist from last year, yeah. Um, which is, yeah, certainly hard. So I don't know. The way they're playing at the moment, to me, I really like how their midfield group is going along. Um, Ash Riddell's yeah. on career best form. She's every shot at an All-Australian berth, which I, I don't know if we'll see that in your uh, rolling AA later, Doc, but she's been excellent. Um, oh, she, but, she's she, she's been in the team the, uh, the first two weeks, Cat. So um, she's she's on pace. <laughs> well, another good game this weekend, but um, yeah, I don't know, Miller. It's a tough one. That all of these games could genuinely go fifty-fifty. That's right, and that's the thing, Cat. I think that this team is talented, no question. But like you said, it's a tough run for sure. So it'll be very interesting to see how they um, pan out. I suppose while we're on North quickly, boys, I just think that. With the forward line, I was quite impressed this week. That there, there was questions, Doc, we've had on and off air about how this North team are going to score, and I think that a bit inaccurate, obviously, this week in terms of you know conversion seven uh, goals twelve. But I thought that the, the structure forward of the ball was really impressive to me. I was very happy with it. Yeah, I, I must agree with you. I thought, look, to be honest, this game should have been a, a ten goal win for North Melbourne because look. Don't want to take anything away from North, but the Giants were very, very poor. Yeah. But uh, but we're talking about forward line structure at the North, and I thought it looked so much better. I mean, you got, and I think there's there are there are sort of elements to the game to to how how their mm. forward line set up. I think having Kim Rennie back in the team and allows Emma King to to go back forward a little bit and and, and provide us another marking option, which allows players like Bannister and Abtangelo to get off the get off the leash a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and I think Talia Randall look. She had the two behinds, but I, I just can't. I just can't help but be amazed with how she attacks the contest. And I think there are going to be one of those days where she takes everything and she takes everything in sight and kicks about four goals, five goals. And I think that, and I think that will come before the end of the season. Yeah. It's just, uh, and I think part of that as well does come to how North deliver the ball forward, you know, from the midfield to the forward line. Sort of touched on this a little bit last week with. Um, their game against Adelaide. A lot of it was just sort of kick and hope. Um, and But I think this week they had a little bit more time, they had a little bit more space, and they look very, very deadly coming off turnover. Yep. So I think this is – that's where that's where, North will, that's where North will generate a lot of these scores from uh, this year, I think. If they get if they get the ball off turnover and, and, and play it fast, got, players like Bannister will kick two goals every week. Players like Abitangelo will feature on the score sheet. Randall will get on the end of a goal eventually. Yep. 
Yeah, and she'll, like we've been saying, she'll kill someone while she's out of the way she flies at the footies. <laughs> God, it's scary to watch. But a well-deserved Mark of the Year nomination uh, for her this week as well. That Definitely. huge fly over the pack. Holy smokes, that was a massive one, eh, Kat? <laughs> oh, I was going, I was in the media box for that game, and I can tell you everybody was going mental when she plucked that one out of the sky. Did you, did you levitate with her in the air as she went up through it? Fantastic. <laughs> right, a little right. bit of leverage for Amanda. <laughs> oh, she was, uh, what a mark that was. And I reckon, look, I'm calling it early, but I reckon that might win it this year. Oh, it's Ooh. a good one. I think we'll see a few speckies. I don't know. Roxy Rue's back in, Miller. Oh. She's, she's oh, going yeah, to be taken on by the end of the year. I wouldn't count her out. Okay, well, I retract that statement immediately. <laughs> Kat, I forgot that, that that absolute superstar's to come back. Still bloody hell. Oh, well, uh, let's take a look at the Cats as well. Doc, I know you wanted to talk a bit about their competitiveness yes. uh, throughout the year so far. They've been on the end of a few honourable losses, which is probably not the term that Dan Lothar would want to be using uh, for them, but they've really matched the intensity of every team they've come up against, and they did it again on Friday night against Collingwood. Look, I think, look, despite being 0-3 uh, and three to start the year, you look at the opponents that they've played. They've played North Melbourne, who we've just t- touched on being a very lethal team when they're up and about. A Carlton side that, look, aren't to be slept on, but there's still a lot of signs that they need to be better. And you've got a premiership contender uh, on Friday night against Collingwood that I thought they took it up to them for about three quarter, for about three quarters before they actually started to kick away. And I think if it wasn't, if it actually wasn't for um, a bit of a clumsy fifty meter penalty, then I, I think they would have been up to it right until right until the final siren. But I think that fifty meter penalty that resulted in the goal mm. just sort of just sort of killed it off in the end. But I think overall, you're a Geelong supporter, you'd be thrilled with how how this team's really tracking. Because I think. You look back, look back to round one last year. They played North Melbourne. They lost by about ten goals, and they played them again started around start start of the year this year, and they lost by about you know a couple of kicks. Mm. So you, you can already see you can already see from every game they play the competitiveness, their pressure around the contest. It's been absolutely outstanding. You know, I look at I look at players like Amy McDonald, who is a player that look I I still have queries about her kicking. But she's but she's playing to her strengths. Her strengths are her inside ball. Her strengths are her tackling. She she she's a player that just genuinely thrives on the contest. Yeah, and you got. I, I see. You talk about yeah players playing to their strengths, stock, and I've also lambasted Maddie McMahon's kicking as well. But her one on one contest work and her marking and her reading of the play mm. was for two weeks now in a row have been absolutely outstanding. Yeah, oh, absolutely, and and even still, we've we've criticised Geelong's forward structure last year a lot, but they've actually now got more targets to kick to than just Phoebe McWilliams. Mm. Kate, Kate Darby is having herself a really good purple patch the last couple of weeks, and again, thought she was outstanding. Probably the most probably the most dangerous forward on the ground, if, if for mine anyway. Uh, just the way just the way she presents her, the way she competes in the air, her sticky bits. <laughs> she's she's gonna be. She, it, it's easy to see that they missed her so much last yeah. year. Yeah, I think it's only a matter of time as well, Doc. Until Claudia Gunjaka puts the game together, it's been a bit on and off for her. Round two against Carlton, she was really good with their presenting at the footy. This week, another fairly quiet game. She struggled against a really strong Collingwood backline, but I think you give her a good match up, and we're gonna see those those hands and those incredible leading patterns. Uh, really start to pay off, and she's going to be one to watch. But 
you talk about the competitiveness and there's not many players you can go past than Rachel Kearns and the intensity <laughs> she brings at the football. Sarah Rose pinky finger won't forget that tackle anytime soon. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, my goodness. You talk about players that are going to kill people. I think Rachel Kearns is, gonna, is, is, is another one that's on top of the list. Might actually be my, my new favourite Irish player, just, just quietly. Uh, I just love the way she takes the game on. And a couple of times that she a couple of times she actually did get caught running with the footy. But, I, look, if I'm Dan Lowther, I'm encouraging her. I, I'd be telling her to keep at it because that, that's, that's the sort of – that's the sort of style that can help Geelong go up another level. Can help take, help 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 them win maybe an extra game or two. You know, in 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 the later parts of the season. I just just love just love her run and dare. They, they don't have many players that do that at, no. at Geelong. I, I don't think Vanderhoeven was another one that I, I really liked off off the wing, uh, particularly in the opening half. Just running and taking the game on and. That's just that, and that's probably the next part of Geelong's game plan if they want to win more games, just to yeah. get more confidence into the, into into those players, encourage them to keep taking the game on, because eventually that eventually that, they'll break through. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping you'd mention Vanderhoevel. Doc only the nine touches of her, but every single one of them, she was taking those long dashes <laughs> up along the wing, taking a few bounces. I will say, I was I was down at GMHBA Stadium on Friday night, and I was trying to get the hoof chant started, but <laughs> no one seems to bite. Unfortunately, it was just me no, looking like a bit of a big game. No, no, no sense of occasion at at Geelong. Apparently, oh, I tell you what, I will say, boys. I thought we loved Nina Morrison. The local crowd, every time she gets near the footy, go absolutely ballistic for her. <laughs> very, very heartwarming stuff. Do, do, you, do you reckon the locals listen to the podcast, Cat? Surely there'd have to be a couple if they if they know how much we love Nina. They'd have to get on board with us. <laughs> We'll yes, fight but... for Nina's uh, attention because she's an absolute star, and I tell you what, if she can come back on again, that'd be bloody great. Eh? Oh, just just get that. Just, I'll just have anything to get that mullet on the on the um, laptop screen. <laughs> oh, she's fantastic. Let's star, uh, let's crack into who's the woman this week, gentlemen. Uh, I'll yes. start with you, Mister Miller, because one of your favourites made a return, and her team made a return in a very very big way. Oh, the smile on my dial is unmatched right now, boys. Uh, well, I'm going to the uh, you know the Tuesday night game, uh, and it was Brisbane obviously taking on Carlton, and it was Brisbane clinically, and there was a big reason why they were clinical. It's Emily Bates. She's an absolute oh, bloody star of the comp. She's a star of my AFLW heart because she is the number one fan club right here. I'm waving always to, <laughs> towards Basie. She was outstanding, boys. 23 touches, 39 of them kicks. 10 handballs, 2 marks, 3 tackles, but a goal. And this is what she's going to add to her game, I think, a bit more this year, the scoring opportunities, boys. I think that there's no doubt we know Batesy can find the ball, and she's a bloody good user of it as well. And I think that if she can uh, get some more scoring opportunities, she's going to be you know, in consideration for one of the best players in the comp because she has been leading this team for a long time with her actions, and she's showing it even more now. She was fantastic, so she's my woman of the week. Nah, fantastic call, Miller. She had an excellent, excellent game. Doc, who are you going? Well, I'm going to go to the the Adelaide West Coast game. Uh, last last week on the podcast, I said if Ashley Woodland was going to kick four goals, um, I, I'd, I'd put her in. Uh, eat, uh, she'd be the first choice, but she only kicked two, so bad luck, Ashley. Uh, <laughs> but the, but there's an, but the crows are flying right now, and there's a number of players you could you could. Pick um mm. you could choose from, but I've I've gone with Eloise Jones this week, boys. Oh, Ripper. 
having having an absolute barnstorming start to the year, playing off the wing, and she just seems she just seems to have just seems to play that role that a lot of these um a lot of these wingers now do in the AFL, both in the AFL men's and the AFL women's. Mm. They they push back, provide provide as an outlier. They go forward, they kick goals and set players up. Jones is smart. Her IQ and her skill set is just absolutely unmatched at the moment. It'll be amazing if she doesn't get in into the old Australian squad at the moment because her, her her play is just absolutely superb. Had twenty disposals, four tackles, three marks, and one goal on on the weekend. Wow. Just absolutely absolutely sliced up everything uh, that that West Coast had to offer on. On, on Saturday, and, and I thought the Eagles actually threw up a, 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 a challenge, but mm-hmm. against against a, a highly skilled outfit in the Crows, there's no there's no doubting what Jones what Jones did and what Jones brought to the table was just simply too too much. Yeah, well, I, I had a presser with her on, on Monday, Doc, and I asked her about uh, she broke she's broken her disposal record twice already this year, and she said. After the game, she jumped on the phone to the parents, as she always does after every away game interstate. And her, her mum got into her ear and said, Eloise, why don't you play like that every bloody week? <laughs> Jesus, they're a tough crowd over at the Jones household, apparently. <laughs> no, no doubt they'd be very, very proud of what she's producing this year. And I agree, Doc. All Australian form mm. her. She's looking well on here. But... For my woman of the week, I'm going a golden oldie. You can't ignore this woman's performance when she's putting up games like this. If I say these tackle numbers, you'll immediately know who I'm talking about. 16 tackles, 28 touches, 9 clearances, 9 score involvements. The one, the only, Kiara Turbo Bowers. I've ignored her for too long this year, boys, and I've copped flack from the Freo supporters for doing so, but... Geez, what a year she's putting together already. She's already won another Derby medal. She's already been best on ground probably twice out of the three Dockers games so far. Mm. She has been outstanding to start this season. She's showing why she won the best in Ferris this year. She'll earn three votes out of this game again. She's going to be right up the leaderboard. And I, I, it was just a, I don't know. She hasn't been quiet. She was a little bit quiet on the disposal front last week. She had about... 11 or 12, something like that. Mm. Uh, and, and this week, she absolutely exploded against a Richmond midfield that hasn't been easy to rack up disposal against no. so far. Um, she was just outstanding. And she... Yeah, can I, can on, I, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, she was my woman of the week, week one, Kat. So she, <laughs> I think, is the first player so far to have no, multiple nominations. So that's fantastic. She's I, up I on just the leaderboard. I just got to say, on Bowers as well, Kat, I was listening into um our mate Trent Cooper's... Uh, post-game presser on the, oh, yes. on the weekend and he was saying that you know that Kara was quite um quite filthy about her game last weekend she she wanted she wanted to make up for it so no it's really really good and to have a uh, look and it's not like Turbo played a really poor game last week I mean it was quite she still had the bloody 11 tackles but <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say it's quite it was it's quite by her standards but I think when when you see that sort of intensity from from a play you just know that they're mm. that they're that they're the real deal not, not, not that we didn't know that um, to start with. <laughs> the last, the last play you've got a question whether they're the real deal or not is certainly Kiara Bowers, but uh, no, just symptomatic of how fantastic this Frio team has been all year long, and they're well up in that premiership race. I think I said it on Twitter after the game, Doc, but unfinished business Fremantle has officially arrived. They want a flag this season. Yeah, no, yeah, no. There's no, uh, there's no messing around here with Freo this year, and they certainly, certainly put put Richmond and the sword on the weekend. Let's get into our teams, the rolling AA and the team of the week. I'll throw it to you to start off this week, Doc, with your rolling AA. 
uh, let us know what are these changes that you've made this week because there were definitely some uh, big performances out of the weekend. Yes, well, Kat, I made another five changes to the team this week. Um, oh. Some some stiff ones, I, I must admit. Um, I thought Hatchard got it. Hatchard got injured early, uh, got injured earlier. Not, not mm. sure whether or not she's right to play uh, this week, but she she misses out. Uh, Tessa Levy missed the, the missed the Richmond game due to um the the AFL's uh, health and safety protocols. Uh, Rowie got dropped. Cat, uh, I'm sorry to say. Um, no, fair whack. There were some big wing performances this week. Absolutely, there's no, no ignoring uh, the wing options I've got in this week. I thought Jordan Allen had a really quiet game. Had 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 to had to take her out of the team. And as well, Belinda Smith, I didn't think have a, had a big game either, so I took her out. But the ends are big, boys. Mm. I've got I've got Sarah, Sarah Darcy back in from Richmond. She's on the halfback line. Oh, okay, okay. Thought she had a, thought she had a really good game on on the weekend against Richmond, playing both as the um as a forward defensive swinger swinger. Yep. But I've but I've got her back at halfback because I think that's her that's her natural position. I've got on the wings, boys. I think you'll be happy with this one, Cat Orla Ajwire. Yeah. <laughs> Into the team following her game on the weekend, she's she's putting together a really big year already. Um, and as well, my woman of the week this week, Eloise Jones on the other wing, and of course a couple of a couple of players on the bench, Ebony Marinoff that's in, um, and Jamie Lambert as well. Hard hard to ignore her her game oh, as well. But a couple of players to look out for in the squad this week. I've got uh, as key forward options. Taylor Harris is actually in some really good nick at the moment, boys, mm. and I think. And I think if um, I'm one of Katie Brennan or Ebony Antonio in this team, I'd be looking out because um, I thought look, look, Brennan had a good game, but not. But if um, Taylor Harris and Gemma Houghton are kicking goals and Brennan's playing higher up the ground, then she might not be in this in this forward half team for much longer. Yeah. Um, uh, defensively, I've got uh, Lauren Butler, Stacey Livingston, the Collingwood pair um, in the squad at the moment. Ruby Slicer, very very. Very lucky to get to be in this team Ooh, this week. Jeez, that's a big keep. I thought she had a very quiet game this week. She she did have a quiet game, but I thought her um her, her defensive performances in the first two weeks just kept her in. Ooh. Um, and and as and as well, it, look, it's a bit harsh, but oh, I'd like to see I'd like to see how Karen Har- Harrington goes uh, this week uh, for the Blues because if the Blues keep struggling, then I might be putting in Stacker uh, for, uh, <laughs> for for Kez. And and as well, um, Caitlin Ashmore, just a player to look out for on the wing. Very very quietly racking up some very good numbers on the wing. Uh, Stevie Lee Thompson kept her spot this week, and uh, ju- just just I thought she played a very good game. But if Ashmore keeps p- pumping in these uh, numbers, mm. well, I'd, I'd I'd watch out for that. And uh, Lauren Pierce again stiff to, stiff to miss out. But when you when you've got Brian Moody and Gabby Seymour playing career best footy, how ha, how can you find room for three rucks? <laughs> No, you just can't. You just can't. Oh, no, I would be very shocked if Gabby Seymour didn't end up in the AO team at the end of the year. But no, nah, good, good shout on Ashmore too. I, I did ask uh, Darren Crocker if he was surprised that no one, but no one ended up running with with Ashy, and he said she's been in phenomenal touch. And yeah, he's didn't want to comment on on Macca's tactics, but um, yeah, certainly, <laughs> certainly an interesting call by the Giants coach there tonight. <laughs> Well, uh, look, he he might not want to comment on it, but we certainly will. Um, it, <laughs> it, 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 it was shit ass McConnell. Pull your head in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Well, he's, let, escaped, let, he's escaping my wrath up in Sydney this week, but you better watch out the next time he returns to Melbourne, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 I'm doing the Giants review uh, this week on the Mungle Fund, so you might not be luck- might not be so lucky with me. All right, well, I'll crack into my role, uh, my team of the week this mm. week, and obviously a little bit different looking because we've got the based on performances of the round. My back line here, I've gone for Maddie McMahon and Phoebe Monaghan down in the back Ooh. line. Monaghan, I love that game from her, so she's got her plaudits here. Uh, off half-back, Sarah Lampard, she was absolutely outstanding against the Saints. Emma O'Driscoll, I've got as my centre-half-back. I thought it was actually one of her best games in Dockers' colours. I think it was her career-high disposal. She took five marks. She was excellent one-on-one. I thought she swapped around and swapped and changed across a few different opponents mm. and did really well when she did. And Kate Dempsey off halfback Miller, she had an awesome, awesome game. Her career high touches as well, I believe, out of this week, and it's it's been a good move for her. Yeah, she is so important, Kat, and she's actually proving the value to that backline more than ever week after week. So yeah, very good selection there to bring a smile to my dial. But yeah, she's been outstanding so far. Along my wings, Tilly Lucas Rod, about the only one of the Saints that can actually say she had a good game on the weekend for all four quarters. And of course, Orla. I can't ignore her any longer. She oh. is on the wing as well. I was about to I'll say, she's been knocking at your door, Cal, surely. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, uh, I mean, Orla has been in significant touch. It's amazing that you've kept her out for three weeks. Yeah, I don't know how I've done it. Jamie Lambert in the middle as well for me. Fantastic game from her this week. Uh, in the ruck, one of the only two players that's made my team of the week all three rounds so far is Brianne Moody. Another fantastic ruck performance from her. Turbo in the centre bounce. And Batesy, she's in there as well, of course. Yes. Off half forward, I've got Eloise Jones, just like Doc's got her still in that team. Gemma Houghton off centre half forward, thought she was fantastic uh, with her, her marking and her tackling pressure as well for her tall board. Four tackles in that game. Chloe Malloy uh, with two very, very important goals in a very low scoring game. Courtney Jones makes her debut appearance in the team of the week with her three snags and Taylor Harris up forward. I was saying to you boys that once she kicked that third goal, I had to name her, but four, four marks and I think I think two or three of those were contested. Uh, it's got to get her right in that side. Mm. Off the bench, Hayley Miller, my other player who's been in all three weeks. She is Why can't she on. get on the field, Cat? Oh, I, <laughs> I just can't justify her in some of the Let her on. But just let her on. She's a super captain, mate. She's been absolutely outstanding throughout she the season. She has been, though. Uh, captain, one of the, captain one of the best teams in the league, and you're just stifling her on the bench, Cat. <laughs> She's very versatile, Doc. I'll, I'll keep her in there for now. Tyler Hanks, uh, she was outstanding. Yes. 16 touches, 8 tackles, 4 clearances, 2 goals. Erin Phillips gets the run this week as well. I thought she struck this balance between forward and midfield time excellently. Eight marks on the weekend. She was awesome Ooh. leading out of the forward line um, for the for the Crows, which is great to see. Ash Riddell, for the first three quarters, she was the benchmark of that midfield group for North Melbourne. Six clearances, quietened down a little bit in the last, but so did the whole side, so I won't give her too much flack for that. And Jess Wishner <laughs> is my other forward option off the bench. I thought she was in everything leading out of the Fort 50 and kicked two goals of her own as well. So she earns the final spot on there, boys. I'll tell you what, Kat, that forward line, that is very, very nice. Everyone named in there has uh, – I like that a lot. A lot of legs there. Yeah, I was going to say that's um, – look, not, not not many players I can actually fault being in that team. They've all played – they all played really, really good games on the, on the weekend. And also, inter- also interesting to note that I've got Courtney Jones in my rolling AA squad of 40 at the moment. Oh, uh, well, she hasn't gone, hasn't gone goalless yet, Doc. Hasn't gone goals yet, and, and look to be honest, finding forwards in this in this rolling AA team has been absolutely hard. Like I've got, I've like I've got a midfielder in Haley Miller as a half forward. That 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 just goes to show 
how how much of a struggle it's been mm. it, uh, find, finding viable forward options, and uh, and and as well, Cat, you'd be happy to see Maddie Kerrick in, in there as well. Yes. I, I think she been been ultra consistent for Geelong this year. Great start to the season from Kerrick. Uh, just before let's get into our tips, gentlemen, for the week, we'll look at our tips from last week. Uh, I got all six for the rounds, so that puts me up on fifteen. And I believe we are in a deadlock at the moment, boys. All of us are... We are Alex Catalano. <laughs> even Stevens on 15 tips. Yes, well, well, I got, I got, I got, an even si- I got all six uh, last week as well, which is, which is magnificent. Um, Talk about a rig competition to make it interesting. <laughs> uh, it's even... No, nah, it's, uh, it's... Yeah, dead even. This is probably the first time in a while it's been dead even from the start. So, tell you what, I might have to put some crazy tips in this week. Yeah, no. keep we'll keep doing to... your toes, listeners. The boys want to keep it nice and uh, nice and level for the start of the year. <laughs> yes, well, look, I'll tell you what, it's um some really good games this weekend, boys. I think I think we're gonna have we're gonna have quite a few uh, differing opinions actually on on a number of them. Very exciting. Well, we've got the teams in for Thursday night. Tonight's clash between Collingwood and Frio at Vic Park. Thursday evening footy, not Thursday night footy, starting at five forty. An interesting time. Miller, we're going to see a few people coming in straight from work for this. I have no comment, Kat. No, it's a, it's uh, disrupting your uh, meal preparation time for dinner. Oh, <laughs> so. it's just uh, disrupting the. I mean, the Earth rotating on the axis. Doc. It's uh, <laughs> kind of ridiculous that this is happening. Uh, I am not happy, and I will be speaking uh, to the fixtures. But we've got a we've got a couple of changes across both sides. Some good ins for Collingwood this week. Yes. Erica Fowler, Tani Brown, Steph Kiochi all return for this game, which is huge for them. Poor Tani couldn't catch a break, concussed one week out with the health and safety protocols the next, but she's finally back in the side. Um, and coming out, Bell Smith, L. Chaston, and Amelia Villado, which Villado probably stiff to make way, Doc, as I was saying before we started recording this. But when you look at the strength of this side, there's not many others I could really see coming out. So probably tough choice for Steve Simons as much as it was for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, look, this this Collingwood team's flying at the moment, and and this is exactly why because players like El Chaston, players like Emilia Vlado, they're doing very good jobs. But you've got players in there. You've mm. got a co-captain in in Kiochi, You've got you've got a an elder, elder stateswoman in Erica Fowler back in as well. <laughs> it's 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 incredible to it's it's just incredible to know that um. That this Collingwood team, we talked about Brisbane's depth earlier, but Collingwood's depth is almost as good as as, as the Lions. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And I think having Fowler back in as well, Miller gives them a little bit more of that um, versatility with their tall stocks. Obviously, Fowler plays a bit of time down back, and yeah. we've seen Downey move up forward. Uh, so a little bit more rotation through, whereas maybe Smith uh, probably just adds that forward option. Um, which is only good a, a good thing for them coming up against this Frio side that's been very, very high scoring to start the season. Yeah, well, I totally agree, Kat. I think as both have said, you know, the depth of, you know, this Collingwood side is immense. And that, I think it's a good in, like you said, the versatility that's to the side is, is very important against, the, as you said, a very strong Frio team across the board. So I tell you what, it's going to be a tough game. Isn't it? Yeah, a couple of changes for the Dockers as well. Anne McMahon returning, Jazzy Stewart's in, uh, and Matilda Sargent and Tia Toth both having a rest. Oh, this week. okay. Yeah, well, look, I, I liked what Freo were doing with 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 their team at the moment because you, you've, I've, I've, I've noticed this uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, just sort of resting players, you know, mm. whilst they're whilst they're on the um, whilst they're on the road, and it's 
I, I think it's something that will really benefit them towards the back end of the year when, because we know they're playing again on on Tuesday, on Tuesday as well, uh, the Dockers. So I'm 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 a big fan of what they what they're doing. Trent Cooper is uh, genuinely a mastermind at the uh, at, at the selection table, and he's, he's he'll still have a good side in on, on Tuesday night when they take on the Doggies as well. Yeah, so well, who are we? Who are we tipping for this game, gentlemen? Oh, it's a tough one. I'd say oh. the Pies. Pies. Ooh. Oh, I am going to go the Dockers. Battle of two unbeaten sides here. I've just liked what I've seen from the Dockers. We know the Pies can grind out a team, and that back line has been excellent start of the year again. But I just see that firepower of the Dockers at the moment. A little bit better. Jeez. Yeah. I'm 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 looking at that forward line at Frio. You know, you've got Houghton who's in who's really starting to hit hit form. You've got players like Anya Tai and Tahaka Reina that are doing some really good things. Cara Antonio kicked a couple last week. I think she'll have a big game this week, Doc. Mm. Oh, oh I, I think she will too. And you've also got Ebony Antonio that plays through there, Haley Miller that plays through there. That that Frio side is clicking really, really strong to start the year and as, it's, as long as she's allowed to play and not on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, look, Alex Catalano's not coaching Frio, so uh, she can get away with it. Uh, uh, look, I'm going to tip the Dockers in a close one. I think their def- I think their defensive unit. Look, no, nobody really talks about players like Go Driscoll Cat. Nobody talks yeah. about uh, Anne Stannett or Sarah Veria or yeah. Laura Peart. Uh, Cuthbertson still isn't back in either. So um, I, I'm I'm really liking what this Freo side's putting together, and I think they'll just get it done over Collingwood. All right, your your mob travelling up to New South Wales for your first game in two weeks to take on the Giants at Henson Park. Uh, we still don't know what the Dogs team is going to look like out of this game. It could be anything, um, but I'll back your mob in here, Doc. The I don't know. The Giants were two weeks uh, off, Cat. Two, two weeks, weeks off. off. I don't know. Fresh legs. Um, Giants have struggled. They've struggled hard. They're coming off. What is it? A five-day break here for this game. Yeah, well, it's it's an interesting game. Look, I think GWS. Well, they should be. They should have been put through the ringer this week. Alan McConnell should have been put through the ringer for just such a such a dismal effort. Is Norm. Um, but I, I look at that the dog side. I just don't know what to expect. But you see the Brisbane team. They they came they came back in with half the team in health and safety protocols, and they just absolutely demolished Carlton. So I look. I don't know. I'll back the doggies in, but I won't be shocked if the Giants get up because I think they'll I think they'll have a point to prove. This is tough. This is a bloody tough tip here. <laughs> this will definitely be subject to change. Uh, yeah, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Giants for now, but once I see, uh, even though I do not rate them, I just think the doggies two weeks off is is gonna hurt them a little bit. They're gonna be need the pencil sharpen the cat to Ooh. sharpen them up. All righto, Friday night double header down at Frankston. Again, this game might be up in the air with the, the COVID cases in the Eagles camp, but we're hoping it goes ahead. Saints taking on the Eagles. This is another hard one to tip here, boys. Because they both not suck. Like, not, not, not like anything can get any worse for West Coast at the moment. But uh... I like what I saw out of the Saints last week. I thought the way they held and stuck them against the Ds for three quarters was really, really strong. Uh, and I'll back them in for their first win of the season this week. Oh. Oh, look, I'm actually inclined to pick the Saints as well. Uh, uh, like, like you, Cat. Like you, Cat. I thought they were um, quite impressive uh, against Melbourne for three quarters. Their pressure was outstanding. How good is it to see Nicky Zenos back kicking oh, snares? Oh, kicking a goal as well. The oh. smile on my face, Doc, you could not believe. 
mate you couldn't mate you couldn't imagine the smile on my face when i when i saw it It was just absolutely immense um now look I, I was i was quite impressed with the saints uh uh on on the weekend uh i think they'll get it done against the eagles they they, they smashed them they smashed them in the uh in the game last year yeah they did they absolutely walked them i'm gonna go i'll go st kilda all right, there we go. We've all gone the Saints. Not convinced at all. Can't Not convinced, though. The other, <laughs> the other battle of the undefeated sides, Melbourne and Adelaide at Norwood Oval. Uh, I am inclined, just for, for the home turf advantage, to go the Crows. I just get that little goose playing at home, and I think they will again this week. Yeah, I agree. I'm going ladies' crumb. Yeah, I think I'm going to go the crumb as well. Very, very... um. Oh, it's going to be a good game. I'd love to see. I'd love to see the um the matchups, the matchups on on both uh, on both fifties. Oh, it's going to be very very juicy. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cats put up a good fight in this game here against the Lions. I think it could be another one of those sort of honourable losses, but the Lions, the way they played on the weekend, I don't think they're going to be able to break through for a win. It's, it's Brisbane all day. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll back the Lions as well. I think, um, I think it'll be another good contest, though, from the Cats. Absolutely. Sunday game, Carlton and North Melbourne. North. North. Yeah, North. As we said, another danger game for the Blues here. North, I think, we'll get it done. Uh, yeah, North. Uh, <laughs> yeah, North. And this, uh, this game with your mob, Miller. Uh, Suns and the Tigers. Mm. I think this will be a really good battle. It's a danger wow. game. It's a danger game for your mob, Miller. I reckon. I, I I have to agree, Doc. I think that this this team is you know they're traveling all right. The Suns and I've talked them up week after week. So, jeez. I think I think you win it. I think your mob wins it. Do we? I think I you do. Oh, I don't know. Alex Doherty doesn't know either. Doesn't I don't know. No, no, Harriet Corner's out for the year. Yes. Yeah, that, that's a terrible blow. That that, is, that, uh... that that's the thing that worries me. Um, is, is Beck Mil- is Beck Miller going to stand up and and take and and derail the Bahana Express cat? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's I, at the moment. That, that's what I wanted. Get mm. yeah, hands off the uh, Express. She's bloody fantastic. Um, I, ex- I expect Lavy will come back in as well. Yeah, which would be massively in- inclusion. I think I'll go the t- I'll go the Tigers, but I agree with you, Doc. I think, but gee whiz, this is going to be uh, some test, I think, for us. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the Suns for now. I'm gonna I'm gonna, oh, ba- I'm, I'm, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna back the Suns at, at, at metric on, and I think they've had the week off. I I, I think that I think. This Richmond side, uh, their depth, their depth is about to get tested more so than ever. I think. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to follow up with. I think, boys, when you look at the outfit that played round one, and you look at what's going to play this week, maybe different. And yeah. uh, the midweek fixtures as well, boys. We've got a couple of Tuesday games to crack into for our tips as well, which is going to be certainly interesting. Oh, is there two games on Tuesday? Is there? Yeah, there yes, is a double, is. A double, oh. uh, double WA uh, fighting against the Victorian mobs. Uh, uh, I, 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 I think the league are really keen to just piss them back off the WA. <laughs> well, we're, 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 says, hearing, let you in. we're hearing, Doc, that they are <laughs> planning on returning to WA, so how that actually pans out is going to be very interesting. When's that count in 2045? Is that <laughs> <laughs> Definitely seems like it. I don't know. They've got to get exemptions and all that kind of thing. But the Pies and the Eagles, I did love that little uh, that little post they put out with uh, <laughs> their welcome in the <laughs> WA sides to Victoria Park. They're going to try and claim and lock down the castle here in Victoria. 
But uh, they've got the Eagles in their second game uh, on the, the Tuesday, 5-10. Um, you've got to say the Pies should be able to do this one. Oh, oh, look, if, if Collingwood don't get up here, I'd be shocked. Jeez. I don't know. Boys. I reckon it's going to be a bit tougher, Doc. Oh, but, uh, I guess the Eagles. I think the Eagles, they're dangerous. They're dangerous, especially at home. Somehow they can get inside the borders. But, uh, look, I'll go the Pies for now, then. I'll go the Pies. It's going to say good thing they're not at home. The other one is the the, the Bulldogs and the Dockers on Tuesday. Uh, Doc, this might actually... be a bit ugly. <laughs> Look, it could go one or two ways. It could be it could be like twenty twenty where um we expect we expect nothing but a belting, but we actually get a good game, or it actually could be a belting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, reckon, uh, oh, I think it's going to be a belting. Well, that's <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Matt. thanks. Yeah, thanks, Cat. Uh, yes, uh, belting. Um, no, look, I'll, I'll, look, it, it'd be very uh, it'd be very silly of me not to not to pick Freo against my own mob. Um. I just, I just think the way that they're playing at the moment, they're just too good. Um, the dogs, I think, will still be finding their feet, and we showed round one against Melbourne that that we've still got a bit of work to do. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with Cat. I think it might be a bit of a building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Doc. It's going to be uh, going to be rough going to your girls for the rest of the year. No, but... that's all right. <laughs> so, so I, I think I've just seen the um, the uh, the nominations for uh, Rising Star this weekend. Oh, is that uh, Zimmy's in? Yes. Oh, Zimmy's got it, and uh, also and also Megan Fitzsimon from Melbourne. Oh, is, I love is, that. That is a great shout. She played a good, yeah, game. No, good game. Yeah, she. Oh, she did play a very good game. No, well done. Well done to both those girls. Very, very deserving nominations this week. But that's going to do us uh, for this week's A3 Footy Podcast. Thank you for joining us as always. Make sure you follow us across all our socials to stay updated when new episodes are out. A3 Footy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at A3 Footy on Twitter. And we've got our email as well, A3 Footy at gmail.com. If you'd like to send through your tips, anything about the games ahead. If, you'd, if you've got any topics you'd like us to touch on and chat about like we've been doing for the past couple of episodes, let us know, especially if you've been enjoying the format. We'd love to hear from you. But until next week, thank you for joining me as always, boys. And uh, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Another big weekend of footy ahead. I am so keen for midweek fixtures, I've got to say. When you've got nothing else to do on a Thursday or a Tuesday night, it is very, very good gear. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to this. Just this weekend of footy. Um, I've got two, two big games going to cover for the mongrel. It's going to be great. Very, very keen for those, Doc. And with all that said, I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. I've been Alex Doherty. Join us next week because we're going to have about nine games to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be bloody hectic. Thanks for listening.